Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. Ho, ho. Yes, and every weekend, especially during the holiday seasons, right. we are here, and we are doing life together, and we're so glad you've joined us. So I know you're going to be surprised by this news, but we're smack dab in the middle of Christmas. <laughs> we already mentioned it. I noticed. Shocked, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't you think that we, of all radio shows on the air in America, would be remiss if we didn't talk about holiday eating and weight gain? I mean, after all, you're the expert. <laughs> so during today's show, we're going to provide our audience with tips and secrets on how to prevent that dreaded holiday season weight gain. Well, I, I have about 30 years of experience working with people with mm-hmm. uh, weight issues, so I appreciate that, Norm. And, and, you know, from Thanksgiving to New Year's, boy, the food abounds. Everywhere. They're delightful treats, mm-hmm. tempting sweets, beautifully arranged food baskets, and the always welcome gourmet chocolate. <laughs> welcome to you. <laughs> yes. But it's enough to send even the most control eater into a frenzy, honestly. Right. So, of course, this food-focused time of year comes with a price, mm-hmm. as we all know, those extra pounds that we all dread and fear. Big question is, Norm, can we get through the holidays eating season without putting on the 5 to 10 pounds that everyone talks about? Now, some people may be thinking... You know, forget the dream of a white Christmas. I'm hoping for a light Christmas. Oh, oh, very good. I like like that one. I know weight loss and overeating are definitely one of your specialty areas. In fact, you've even co-authored the bestseller Lose It for Life, and you're talking about weight, and a number of other weight loss books, Press Pause Before You Eat, Breaking Free from Compulsive Overeating, and then Raising Healthy Kids. By the way... Shameless plug, those resources can be found on your website, drlindamental.com. Well, I, I appreciate the plug because right. I wrote those to help people. To help people. And I know it's hard to lose weight any time of the year, yep. right? It's not so hard to lose it. It's harder to maintain the weight loss. Yes. And this is the time of year where it's really hard to keep that weight from you know coming on because of all the things that we're talking about, all these extra foods and parties and office goodies and snacks and you know school treats and get-togethers. I mean... In my family, my aunts could have opened up a pie shop. They really could have. They They were the best pie bakers. And we had all that fresh fruit in southwest Michigan Mm -hmm. that we would pick and then freeze. And it was just so delightful. But when it came to the holidays, they just took it to another level. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. And so... And more of them. (laughs) Yeah. More more pies and more brownies and all the things we could assign. We, we We know which aunt brought which... Dessert Absolutely. every year. Absolutely. So if I said Aunt Mart, you would say banana cream pie. That's right. If I said Aunt Ruth, you would say oh fudge brownies. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So and just by the oh way, oh my gosh, Katie, she had this thick inch oh, of fudge on top of the brownie. It was so good. It was astounding. And I've I've got the recipe, but I've never recreated it because you know why? Because they all lied. <laughs> they never told their secret ingredients, so Are you the listening? other aunt. 
<laughs> no, they're in heaven. Oh. Maybe they're listening. They always kept the secret ingredient out so the other ant couldn't replicate. Yeah, I know. It was a competitive group. It's true. I speak truth. <laughs> it was. But look, at just seeing that food is a cue to eat, yep. even if you're not hungry. I know. You referenced this a minute ago, but we often hear the average person, is this true, five to 10 pounds during the holiday? No, it's not. It's not. The researchers at the National Institute of Health conducted a study, and what they found was that most people tend to gain a pound. Oh. Just a little bit over a pound then during the holiday season. Well, so not the five to ten pounds that we hear about, but hold on. Yes. Here's more. <laughs> uh, even though the gain is less than we imagined, the weight is actually harder to lose. So Because in, it's winter? Yeah. In part, it's because we're less active, just like you're saying, this time of year. Now, if you're an avid skier or you're out there ice skating every day, not so much, but there's usually more sitting, more eating. And over time, that extra pound here and there contributes to a steady weight gain. And if you're overweight, which is about, I looked it up, it's about 70% of Americans. That's a lot of of us. The weight gain is usually worse than that predicted pound. Mm -hmm. So this must mean that we have to pay attention to what we eat during the holidays, every holiday. Yeah, and I feel like the bah humbug person for, you know, telling Mm -hmm. us that, right? But we want to give some tips so that you don't get into that pattern and you can actually prevent holiday weight gain. Well, you know how much I love to cook. So help me and help others of us while we're cooking and making all this delicious food. What are some of the tips we should be talking about? I just want to say you are a very good cook. (gasps) And a gourmet cook to that. So in our house, we've got two people who can cook, which makes it even harder sometimes. All right. So the first tip, Norm, would be to pace yourself. You just cannot give in to all the goodies around you, especially if there's a lot of celebrations that you're going to. So here's a tip that I researched when I was writing Press Pause Before You Eat. The most enjoyment in in a dessert, for example, mm-hmm. is the first bite, first couple of bites. Well, that makes sense. So if you just take a couple of bites and then you really savor them, you you eat them slowly, and then you move on, you're going to do a whole lot better with resisting eating the entire thing, which means you can sample a few more things. Well, that makes sense, it. but it's also counterintuitive because if it tastes so good, I want another bite. I know, but you have to kind of be satisfied with those couple of bites and focus on that. So that's the pace yourself. Yeah. What are you doing? Katie's pointing to her phone. What do you do? Oh, you have a calorie counter on your phone. Okay. Well, that could work. That's just way too much work. No, no. But that's, you know, (laughs) people do calories, they do points, you know, in in some of the programs. But if they, that's not a bad idea to use your phone as a tracker Mm. to do that. So I I like, we got to get Katie a mic the next time because she she was just kind of doing funny nonverbals to us and I had no idea what she was doing over there. All right. Here's another one Don't engage in extremes. So some people go, I'm just going to deprive myself. I'm just not going to eat anything. Well, that just makes you hungrier. Well, but they just go, if I start, I can't stop. So I'm just not going to eat. And then other people just go, whatever, I started, let's just keep going. So moderation is really the key this time of year. Okay. Stay active and exercise. Now, we talked about that. It's harder Mm -hmm. in the winter in some parts of Mm -hmm. the country. It's not going to make you lose weight necessarily, but what it will do is help you maintain um, your weight. Uh, So don't ignore it. And we we kind of ignore it because we get out of our routines Mm -hmm. this time of year. It gets dark sooner. You can't take your walk after dinner. 
Yeah, and I, that's when I walk. A lot of great excuses. <laughs> well, it is harder to do because I'm not a morning exerciser because no, you get all hot either. and sweaty and then I have to shower and it just takes adds another two hours onto my day. So I did like doing it at night but um, after work, but it's it's dark. It's dark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. What about this one? I like to skip meals. Well, I don't like to, but sometimes I just get so busy I skip a meal and then I think, ha-ha, I've got all this extra capacity <laughs> to eat more food <laughs> works for some people but for many many people they begin to binge eat then oh and that's a pattern that sets up when i when i do histories of people that have binge eating disorder or bulimia this is one of the things that they do is they skip meals and so it's and they deprive and deprive and then you tend to overdo so i don't recommend that as a strategy is that the same as uh don't go hungry to a party well This is a strategy to drink a full glass of water before you go to a party. It'll fill you up a little bit. And then eating a small piece of fruit, like an apple that has a lot of fiber in it, if you're really worried that you're going to go and you're just going to dive into everything, those those can help you not eat so much because you're curbing your hunger a little bit. So you're kind of a little bit filling up before you go. Yeah, just a tiny bit, but it will curb the hunger and that urge to just you know, go crazy when you get there. So I've heard you say this one, uh, hang out by the vegetable tray. Yeah. Okay, I think people hanging out by the vegetable tray <laughs> must have certain personality traits. And it's <laughs> No, it's a strategy. It's a strategy I gave to a lot of my patients who are overweight because you're standing there and everybody's eating and putting things on their plate. And so if you want to be a participant of that, then go over where the carrots and hummus are or the vegetables are. And you can munch and crunch and you feel like you're participating, it really does work. And if nobody brings a vegetable tray, then you bring one to make sure you have something that you well, can do that with. Point. Yeah. Another one is to really focus your attention on the people and not on the food. Hmm. So I have given this as a strategy where you go into the party, you go into the celebration, find one or two people that you can really, really focus on, get engaged in a conversation. It'll distract you. And it will take your mind off of the food. But what about the introverts? You know, they have trouble at a party. I know, anyway, right? I so, know, but I... I just so, hang out the vegetable tray. Well, you could do that. Drink your water, hang out the vegetable tray. <laughs> but you also could just make yourself do it and say, this will be a good practice for me. I'm just going to key on one person okay, and see what, what I can do. Okay. Here's one. When you get back home, what about leftovers? Yeah, this is just a common weight loss strategy. Don't put food, especially yummy food, in anything that you can see through because you're going to see it, you're going to want it. Uh, So, you know, put it out of sight, put it on foil because if it's in foil, I'm not seeing the brownies. If those brownies are in a clear plastic container, I can see them. And I'm looking at the coffee pot and I'm thinking, ooh, a brownie would be really good with that coffee. mm. So just put it into something where you can't see it. And there's something about crinkly uh, tinfoil that makes me go, ugh. Well, it does. It do, it's a, it really does it distract does. you away It does from me. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only other thing I would say is just don't buy the tempting snack. So I, I know you and I were in a, one of our favorite stores the other night, and there were all these cute little packaged treats, and they were everywhere. And I thought, oh, I want to just get one of those. I want to get one of those. And I thought, if I get it, I'm going to eat I'll it. eat it. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be there in front of me. So as tempting as it is... Try not to buy extra stuff and have stuff around. When Halloween was over and we had some extra candy, I 
I had you take it to your students right, and did. give it away because I knew if it was there, I was going to eat it. And they were very happy to accept it. I know, so it worked as a win-win. Okay, these are all great tips to help us keep off holiday pounds, but we're just getting started so much more in just a minute when we return from this break. Stay with us on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Being a generous person can have big benefits for you. Giving your time or your money or even your talent to someone else can obviously help the receiver. But did you know that being generous can roll some positive benefits back on you? This is Dr. Linda Mental, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here to share some of the benefits of generosity. Lower blood pressure, reduce stress, a better mood, and even longer life have been identified as benefits of being generous. That's right, physical and mental improvements for you just because you choose to extend something to someone else. What can you give? Your time, your talent, your support, oh, and yes, your money. You see, hoarding money like Scrooge may seem good for your wallet, but it's not so great for your health. One recent study actually showed that stingy behavior increases stress. So take a minute and just ask, what do I have that I can share? Then be generous and see how good you feel when you share something you have with someone else. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And before we get back to our conversation, I'd like to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. You'll find her blogs, her books. You can connect with her on social media. Find out what she's writing every day. Follow her on Twitter or X or Y or Z or whatever it's called these days. <laughs> you are obviously not a user. I am not a user. And Instagram, at Dr. Linda, Dr. Linda Mental. That's Dr. Linda, right? But there's yeah, no there's, period. There's no Dr. Linda, no doubt. No capital. Or Facebook at Dr. Linda Mental Author and Speaker. Okay, I want to get back to our tips to prevent Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to get back to our conversation. Tips to prevent holiday weight gain. This next tip sounds like it could be kind of depressing to me. Weigh yourself regularly. I know. It's, really? It really does work. There's a there's a weight loss registry, a national one, and mm-hmm. they, they poll all these people who have kept their weight off successfully. And one of the things they do is weigh themselves regularly. That is Isn't a that... good counter. It's a count and it's a check. Yeah. It's like accountability. Like I'm weighing myself. Okay, I'm keeping tabs on this. Otherwise, it tends to get out of control. So it's not obsessive. It's just... No, but it could be. If you start to jump on the scale... On an obsessive way, then you're in trouble because yeah. then you're moving toward an eating disorder. Like every multiple times a day. Yeah. You don't want to do that. But checking your weight regularly during the holiday season, maybe once a week to make sure you're staying, you know, you're staying okay with all your eating, that would be a good thing. So this kind of eating is all about instant gratification, right? I know. <laughs> well, what's the other way to look at that? I know. I think you just have to focus on the long-term consequence, Norm. It's, I'm going to regret this later. Mm. I do... Ask myself that question. I've made myself ask that question. I could eat this now. So notice how I say, I can eat this now. Mm-hmm. I don't go, oh, no, I can't eat it. I can't eat it. I oh, can't good, eat. good. I go, I could eat this right now. I could really enjoy it. But am I going to regret it later? And if I come to the, you know what, I can wait. 
then I, I push it off. Then you choose. I'm choosing, yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. And probably good not to eat when you're stressed or feeling anxious. Yeah, and a lot of us do that. A lot of us use food to medicate those stressful feelings. And so, you know, you need a strategy ahead of time that says when I'm stressed, when I'm anxious, especially during the holidays, I will, and then fill it in, like go for a walk or take the dog out or, you know, Go go do a crossword puzzle. Something that's going to be a substitute, yeah. yeah, substitute behavior for eating. What about when you're walking through the mall and you know what you're going to smell this time of year? Oh, I know. Ooh, cinnamon rolls. Mm. Yeah, you got to be aware of those cues because they're going to trigger you to want to eat. And uh, you know, there's lots of things in the environment. I think we did a show on this one time where we talked about you know colder temperature makes you want to eat more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, larger plates, you put more on them because it looks like the food is too small. If you leave what you've eaten, like the bones of something on a plate, it looks like you've eaten more. So you eat less. So there's lots of those environmental things to pay attention to. So you talked about your plate. Does it matter how you fill it? Because at some of these smorgasbord type parties, you see people piling it on. Yeah. And it isn't so much that you pile it on, but you really need to figure out what's nutritional in that group and Mm. maybe maybe put more of those foods on there. So if you take a, a plate at a party... If you put it with some veggies, some fruit, some salads, maybe some lean protein, mm-hmm. like a chicken wing or something, then your plate's going to be full and you're going to feel like, oh, I'm eating all this good food, but it won't be those heavy you know, calories that don't have any real right. benefit nutritionally. Okay, I'm feeling a little bit guilty. What happens if I do overdo it? You know, if you do, it's okay. Just don't give in to the mentality of... Oh, what's the use? I failed. I failed. Let's yep. just go for it again. Just cut back at the next meal. And that's that's the issue because too many people I've worked with go, I really blew it. I might as well continue to eat. And I always say, you know, that's the wrong approach. Just say, okay, I blew it, but I can get back in control and I can cut back on the next meal or two and balance things out again. That's good. All right, let's pivot for a second. Let's talk about the spiritual issues when it comes to overeating. I didn't know there were any. Well... You do, because we did a show on some of this one other well, I was time. Just, I was just yeah. setting you up. Let's pause before you eat. We talked about the spiritual yes, the spiritual pause on that. And what we mentioned in that show was, if you didn't hear it, was that sometimes we eat to fill a spiritual void. Mm-hmm. And there can be an emptiness in us or a lack of purpose and meaning in our life that we're trying to fill with food rather than with a relationship with God. And we also said that could relate to a trust issue with God. Mm -hmm. Are we trusting God? Do we think we eat when we feel God has let us down or bad things have happened and we're just feeling out of control because we're not trusting that God is in control? I think all of those things can prompt an eating where we're medicating our emotions with food rather than trusting God or even trying to regulate our emotions better. It's easy to eat feelings. We've all done that at one time or another. So how do we address these issues? Well, when we take our cares to God, and I know that sounds like a... Right. It does a little bit, but it's true. If you if you take whatever is bothering you to the Lord and you face it with him rather than medicating yourself with food, you're not using food in an unhealthy way, and you're actually redirecting your need to the Lord, which is what he always asks us to do, right? Mm, that's true. You know, one thing that's rarely mentioned in Christian practice is the sin of gluttony. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the word gluttony comes from the Latin word meaning to gulp? Oh. I mean, gluttony is defined as excessive eating and drinking, and it's one of the sins. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know it meant to gulp. That's interesting. But it can be broadly defined as any kind of overindulgence as well or overconsumption of anything, you know, to the point of waste. And this can become an issue with food. Yeah, to that point, Thomas Aquinas, the well-known 13th century theologian and philosopher, took a much more expansive view of gluttony. <laughs> he argued that it could also include any obsessive anticipation of meals and overindulgence in delicacies and costly foods. He listed five different forms of gluttony. Okay, let's have the five. Laute, eating too expensively. Oh. Studiose, eating too daintily. Nimis, eating too much. Prapepore, eating too soon. And Ardenter, eating too eagerly. Wow. Yeah. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. My Latin's those, pretty good, huh? Those Latin words, I would not have been able to say that. You know, I think he would probably roll his eyes at our modern eating, because I think we hit all five of those. Yeah. I'm not really sure, though, what the daintily one means. <laughs> when you read that, I was like, I don't even know what that means. But certainly those first three that you mentioned are referencing the food itself. You know, it's expensive, it's dainty, it's too much. And Boy, that could be kind of convicting in terms of how we, how much money we spend on meals when we eat out, couldn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And then the last two relate to the manner in which we eat. Maybe too soon, which would be kind of like before you're actually hungry. Right. And too eagerly, which might relate to just eating really fast and not allowing your stomach to catch up with what's going on in your mouth. But I think the idea here spiritually is really kind of an overarching theme is not to give in to our appetites but to give ourselves to God. And here's the spiritual consequence if you do allow gluttony. Listen to this from Proverbs. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Do not go among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will soon come to poverty, and slumber, sleep, will clothe them with rags. So don't forget, gluttony did make the list of the seven deadly sins. But we don't talk about it. No, we don't. We just don't talk about it. It's kind of like the one thing we can do in the church. I know. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.